0: Work on the tabernacle comes to a close, as does our time in the book of Exodus. It's Exodus chapters 37 through 40 and Proverbs chapter 8, here on Commuter Bible. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible reading plan to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. Have you ever talked to somebody who's really into their work and they're so excited about it that it seems they just can't stop talking about it? Maybe you've done that with your own work, or with a hobby that you enjoy, or with player stats from your favorite team. To our ears, it may seem like the book of Exodus is simply repeating itself, but it's actually communicating the excitement, the gravity, and the importance of the tabernacle. God himself gave instruction to build it. God's covenant people built it, and God himself would occupy it. By the end of today's episode, work on the tabernacle reaches its conclusion, and the Lord shows up in power. Exodus chapters 37 through 40. Bezalel made the ark of acacia wood, 45 inches long, 27 inches wide, and 27 inches high. He overlaid it with pure gold inside and out, and made a gold molding all around it. He cast four gold rings for it, for its four feet, two rings on one side and two rings on the other side. He made poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He inserted the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark for carrying the ark. He made a mercy seat of pure gold, 45 inches long and 27 inches wide. He made two cherubim of gold. He made them of hammered work at the two ends of the mercy seat. One cherub at one end and one cherub at the other end. At each end, he made a cherub of one piece with the mercy seat. They had wings spread out. They faced each other and covered the mercy seat with their wings. The faces of the cherubim were looking toward the mercy seat. He constructed the table of acacia wood, 36 inches long, 18 inches wide, and 27 inches high. He overlaid it with pure gold and made a gold molding all around it. He made a three-inch frame all around it and made a gold molding all around its frame. He cast four gold rings for it and attached the rings to the four corners at its four legs. The rings were next to the frame as holders for the poles to carry the table. He made the poles for carrying the table from acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He also made the utensils that would be on the table out of pure gold, its plates and cups, as well as its bowls and pitchers for pouring drink offerings. Then he made the lampstand out of pure hammered gold. He made it all of one piece, its base and shaft, its ornamental cups, and its buds and petals. Six branches extended from its sides, Three branches of the lampstand from one side, and three branches of the lampstand from the other side. There were three cups shaped like almond blossoms, each with a bud and petals, on one branch, and three cups shaped like almond blossoms, each with a bud and petals, on the next branch. It was this way for the six branches that extended from the lampstand. There were four cups shaped like almond blossoms on the lampstand shaft, along with its buds and petals. For the six branches that extended from it, a bud was under the first pair of branches from it, a bud under the second pair of branches from it, and a bud under the third pair of branches from it. Their buds and branches were of one piece with it. All of it was a single hammered piece of pure gold, He also made its seven lamps, snuffers, and fire pans of pure gold. He made it and all its utensils of 75 pounds of pure gold. He made the altar of incense out of acacia wood. It was square, 18 inches long and 18 inches wide. It was 36 inches high. Its horns were of one piece with it. He overlaid it its top, all around its sides, and its horns with pure gold. Then he made a gold molding all around it. He made two gold rings for it under the molding on two of its sides. He put these on opposite sides of it to be holders for the poles to carry it with. He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He also made the holy anointing oil and the pure, fragrant, and expertly blended incense. Bezalel constructed the altar of burnt offering from acacia wood. It was square, seven and a half feet long and seven and a half feet wide, and was four and a half feet high. He made horns for it on its four corners. The horns were of one piece with it. Then he overlaid it with bronze. He made all the altar's utensils. The pots, shovels, basins, meat forks, and firepans, he made all its utensils of bronze. He constructed for the altar a grate of bronze mesh under its ledge, halfway up from the bottom. He cast four rings at the four corners of the bronze grate as holders for the poles. He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with bronze. Then he inserted the poles into the rings on the sides of the altar in order to carry it with them. He constructed the altar with boards so that it was hollow. He made the bronze basin and its stand from the bronze mirrors of the women who served at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Then he made the courtyard. The hangings on the south side of the courtyard were of finely spun linen, 150 feet long including their 20 posts and their 20 bronze bases, with silver hooks and silver bands for the posts. The hangings on the north side were also 150 feet long, including their 20 posts and 20 bronze bases. The hooks and bands of the posts were silver. The hangings on the west side were 75 feet long, including their 10 posts and their 10 bases, with silver hooks and silver bands for the posts and for the east side, toward the sunrise, 75 feet long. The hangings on one side of the gate were 22 and a half feet, including their three posts and their three bases. It was the same for the other side of the courtyard gate. The hangings were 22 and a half feet, including their three posts and their three bases. All the hangings around the courtyard were of finely spun linen. The bases for the posts were bronze. The hooks and bands of the posts were silver, and the plating for the tops of the posts was silver. All the posts of the courtyard were banded with silver. The screen for the gate of the courtyard was made of finely spun linen, expertly embroidered with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn. It was thirty feet long and, like the hangings of the courtyard, seven and a half feet high. It had Four posts with their four bronze bases. Their hooks were silver, and their top plating and their bands were silver. All the tent pegs for the tabernacle and for the surrounding courtyard were bronze. Inventory for the tabernacle, the tabernacle of the testimony that was recorded at Moses' command. It was the work of the Levites under the direction of Ithamar son of Aaron the priest. Bezalel son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, made everything that the Lord commanded Moses. With him was Aholiab son of Hissamach of the tribe of Dan, a gem cutter, a designer, and an embroiderer with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and fine linen. All the gold of the presentation offering that was used for the project and all the work on the sanctuary was 2,193 pounds, according to the sanctuary shekel. The silver from those of the community who were registered was 7,544 pounds, according to the sanctuary shekel. One fifth of an ounce per man, that is, half a shekel according to the sanctuary shekel from everyone twenty years old or more who had crossed over to the registered group, 603,550 men. There were 7,500 pounds of silver used to cast the bases of the sanctuary and the bases of the curtain, 100 bases from 7,500 pounds, 75 pounds for each base. With the remaining 44 pounds, he made the hooks for the posts, overlaid their tops, and supplied bands for them. The bronze of the presentation offering totaled 5,310 pounds. He made it with the bases for the entrance to the tent of meeting, the bronze altar, and its bronze grate, all the utensils for the altar, the bases for the surrounding courtyard, the bases for the gate of the courtyard, all the tent pegs for the tabernacle, and all the tent pegs for the surrounding courtyard. They made specially woven garments for ministry in the sanctuary and the holy garments for Aaron from the blue, purple, and scarlet yarn just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Bezalel made the ephod of gold, of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and of finely spun linen. They hammered out thin sheets of gold and he cut threads from them to interweave with the blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and the fine linen in a skillful design. They made shoulder pieces for attaching it. It was joined together at its two edges. The artistically woven waistband that was on the ephod was of one piece with the ephod according to the same workmanship of gold, of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and of finely spun linen, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then they mounted the onyx stones surrounded with gold filigree settings, engraved with the names of Israel's sons as a gem cutter engraves a seal. He fastened them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as memorial stones for the Israelites, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. He also made the embroidered breastpiece with the same workmanship as the ephod of gold, of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and of finely spun linen. They made the breastpiece square and folded double, nine inches long and nine inches wide. They mounted four rows of gemstones on it. The first row was a row of carnelian, topaz, and emerald. The second row, a turquoise, a lapis lazuli, and a diamond. The third row, a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst. And the fourth row, a beryl, an onyx, and a jasper. They were surrounded with gold filigree in their settings. The twelve stones corresponded to the names of Israel's sons. Each stone was engraved like a seal with one of the names of the Twelve Tribes. They made braided chains of pure gold cord for the breastpiece. They also fashioned two gold filigree settings and two gold rings and attached the two rings to its two corners. Then they attached the two gold cords to the two gold rings on the corners of the breastpiece. They attached the other ends of the two cords to the two filigree settings and in this way they attached them to the ephod's shoulder pieces in front. They made two other gold rings and put them at the two other corners of the breastpiece, on the edge that is next to the inner border of the ephod. They made two more gold rings and attached them to the bottom of the ephod's two shoulder pieces on its front, close to its seam, above the ephod's woven waistband. Then they tied the breastpiece from its rings to the rings of the ephod with a cord of blue yarn so that the breastpiece was above the ephod's waistband and did not come loose from the ephod they did just as the lord had commanded moses they made the woven robe of the ephod entirely of blue yarn there was an opening in the center of the robe like that of body armor with a collar around the opening so that it would not tear They made pomegranates of finely spun blue, purple, and scarlet yarn on the lower hem of the robe. They made bells of pure gold and attached the bells between the pomegranates all around the hem of the robe between the pomegranates, a bell and a pomegranate alternating all around the lower hem of the robe to be worn for ministry. They made it just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They made the tunics of fine woven linen for Aaron and his sons. They made the turban and the ornate headbands of fine linen, the linen undergarments of finely spun linen, and the sash of finely spun linen, expertly embroidered with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn. They did just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They made a medallion, the holy diadem, out of pure gold, and wrote on it an inscription like the engraving of a seal, Holy to the Lord. They attached a cord of blue yarn to it in order to mount it on the turban, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. So all the work for the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, was finished. The Israelites did everything, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They brought the tabernacle to Moses, the tent with all its furnishings, its clasps, its supports, its crossbars, and its pillars and bases, the covering of ramskins dyed red and the covering of fine leather, the curtain for the screen, the Ark of the Testimony with its poles and the mercy seat, the table, all its utensils, and the bread of the presence, the pure gold lampstand with its lamps arranged and all its utensils, as well as the oil for the light. The gold altar, the anointing oil, the fragrant incense, the screen for the entrance to the tent, the bronze altar with its bronze grate, its poles and all its utensils, the basin with its stand, the hangings of the courtyard, its posts and bases, the screen for the gate of the courtyard, its ropes and tent pegs, and all the furnishings for the service of the tabernacle, the tent of meeting. And the specially woven garments for ministering in the sanctuary, the holy garments for the priest Aaron, and the garments for his sons to serve as priests. The Israelites had done all the work according to everything the Lord had commanded Moses. Moses inspected all the work they had accomplished. They had done just as the Lord commanded. Then Moses blessed them. The Lord spoke to Moses. You are to set up the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, on the first day of the first month. Put the ark of the testimony there and screen off the ark with the curtain. Then bring in the table and lay out its arrangement. Also bring in the lampstand and set up its lamps. Place the gold altar for incense in front of the ark of the testimony. Put up the screen for the entrance to the tabernacle. Position the altar of burnt offering in front of the entrance to the tabernacle, the tent of meeting. Place the basin between the tent of meeting and the altar, and put water in it. Assemble the surrounding courtyard, and hang the screen for the gate of the courtyard. Take the anointing oil, and anoint the tabernacle and everything in it. Consecrate it along with all its furnishings, so that it will be holy. Anoint the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils. Consecrate the altar, so that it will be especially holy. Anoint the basin and its stand, and consecrate it. Then bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance to the tent of meeting, and wash them with water. Clothe Aaron with the holy garments. Anoint him and consecrate him. So that he can serve me as a priest. Have his sons come forward and clothe them in tunics. Anoint them just as you anointed their father, so that they may also serve me as priests. Their anointing will serve to inaugurate a permanent priesthood for them throughout their generations. Moses did everything just as the Lord had commanded him. The tabernacle was set up in the first month of the second year, on the first day of the month. Moses set up the tabernacle. He laid its bases, positioned its supports, inserted its crossbars, and set up its pillars. Then he spread the tent over the tabernacle and put the covering of the tent on top of it, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Moses took the testimony and placed it in the ark and attached the poles to the ark. He set the mercy seat on top of the ark. He brought the ark into the tabernacle, put up the curtain for the screen, and screened off the ark of the testimony, just as the Lord had commanded him. Moses placed the table in the tent of meeting on the north side of the tabernacle, outside the curtain. He arranged the bread on it before the Lord, just as the Lord had commanded him. He put the lampstand in the tent of meeting opposite the table on the south side of the tabernacle and set up the lamps before the Lord just as the Lord had commanded him. Moses installed the gold altar in the tent of meeting in front of the curtain and burned fragrant incense on it just as the Lord had commanded him. He put up the screen at the entrance to the tabernacle. He placed the altar of burnt offering at the entrance to the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, and offered the burnt offering and the grain offering on it, just as the Lord had commanded him. He set the basin between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it for washing. Moses, Aaron, and his sons washed their hands and feet from it. They washed whenever they came to the tent of meeting and approached the altar just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Next, Moses set up the surrounding courtyard for the tabernacle and the altar and hung a screen for the gate of the courtyard. So Moses finished the work. The cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses was unable to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud Rested on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. The Israelites set out whenever the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle throughout all the stages of their journey. If the cloud was not taken up, they did not set out until the day it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was over the tabernacle by day and there was a fire inside the cloud by night, visible to the entire house of Israel throughout all the stages of their journey. Proverbs chapter 8 Doesn't wisdom call out? Doesn't understanding make her voice heard? At the heights overlooking the road, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates leading into the city, at the main entrance, she cries out. People, I call out to you. My cry is to the children of Adam. Learn to be shrewd, you who are inexperienced. Develop common sense, you who are foolish. Listen For I speak of noble things, and what my lips say is right. For my mouth tells the truth, and wickedness is detestable to my lips. All the words from my mouth are righteous, none of them are deceptive or perverse. All of them are clear to the perceptive, and right to those who discover knowledge. Accept my instruction instead of silver, and knowledge rather than pure gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and nothing desirable can equal it. I, wisdom, share a home with shrewdness and have knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate arrogant pride, evil conduct, and perverse speech. I possess good advice and sound wisdom. I have understanding and strength. It is by me that kings reign and rulers enact just law. By me princes lead, as do nobles and all righteous judges. I love those who love me, and those who search for me find me. With me are riches and honor, lasting wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than solid gold and my harvest than pure silver. I walk in the ways of righteousness along the paths of justice, giving wealth as an inheritance to those who love me, and filling their treasuries. The Lord acquired me at the beginning of His creation, before His works of long ago. I was formed before ancient times, from the beginning before the earth began. I was born when there were no watery depths and no springs filled with water. Before the mountains were established, prior to the hills, I was given birth. Before He made the land, the fields, or the first soil on earth. I was there when He established the heavens, when He laid out the horizon on the surface of the ocean, when He placed the skies above, when the fountains of the ocean gushed out, when he set a limit for the sea, so that the waters would not violate his command when he laid out the foundation of the earth. I was a skilled craftsman beside him. I was his delight every day, always rejoicing before him. I was rejoicing in his inhabited world, delighting in the children of Adam. And now, sons, listen to me. Those who keep my ways are happy. Listen to instruction and be wise. Don't ignore it. Anyone who listens to me is happy, watching at my doors every day, waiting by the posts of my doorway. For the one who finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord, but the one who misses me harms himself. All who hate me love death. Well, with the end of this episode, you have reached the end of the book of Exodus. And if you've been listening since day one, you're about 10% through the Bible already. If you've been enjoying Commuter Bible and it's helpful to you, I would love your help in spreading the word. We want more of our friends and family in the word. So let other people know what's working for you, and maybe it'll work for them. Up next, we're listening to the Book of Acts. I hope that you'll join us. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Caitlin Pridgen, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night.